and peace be with you. We have some announcements that I will let you take a look at on your own. Um, and there's a very uh, important meeting coming up, so keep that in mind. On January the 22nd, we have our congregation meeting. We'll gather here uh, for lunch, and then afterwards we'll vote on some uh, items that uh, are about the business of the church. So uh, you'll be reminded a couple more times, but just keep, keep it in mind uh, to be here for that. Uh, this morning, uh, we have a, a celebration um, that came to uh, my attention and it's a happy birthday, and so we're going to sing happy birthday to dear Laura uh, right now, and um, I will not ask uh, the number of, she's 39, and so let's wish you a happy 39th birthday, and a one, and a two, and a three. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Laura and Marlis and Marlis. Happy birthday to you and many more. So you guys are, do you guys celebrate birthdays together? <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, we're good. <laughs> it works out that way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, today we're going to be speaking about John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. It's uh, uh, the first Sunday after Epiphany, and so this is the Epiphany season. So that's a birthday, too, for each one of us. We were born anew uh, in the waters of baptism, so it's appropriate that we are singing that song to you and to all of us that have been reborn in Christ. Let's get started, Tim. What more can he say than to you he hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? Fear not, I am with thee, oh be not dismayed, for I am thy God and will still give thee strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand. When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only desire thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine.
soul that on Jesus hath leaned for repose I will not, I will not desert to his foes That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake That soul We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness, entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord.
for the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Thee is Christ, the Lamb who was slain whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. This can be found on page 1126 in the Pew Bible. Isaiah 43, 1 through 7. But now, this is what the Lord says, He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, 
Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my son from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. We will read Psalm 29 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin on page 6. Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, the God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks and pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare, and in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. The next reading is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. And this can be found on page 1754 in the Pew Bible. Romans 6, 1 through 11. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body, ruled by sin, might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. 
In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning is from St. Luke chapter 3, verses 15 through 22, and can be found on page 1594 of your Pew Bible. The people were waiting expectantly, and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I will come. And the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetarch, because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, all the other things he had done, Herod added to this to them all. And he locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And he was praying, and heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, and it said, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So when the disciples were going about the process of replacing Judas, the betrayer, they wanted a man who had witnessed Jesus' work, all of it. One of the things that this does for us is to define the beginning and the end of Jesus' public earthly ministry. In this, what I'm about to share with you is an example of Scripture Proving Scripture. 
Peter said this in Acts 1, 21 through 22. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. So we see that as far as the earthly church is concerned, that Jesus' public ministry began when John baptized him, and it ended when Jesus ascended into heaven. Now today's gospel tells us about the beginning of Jesus' ministry as he was baptized. Now the gospels, according to Matthew and Mark and Luke, they all tell us something about John baptizing Jesus, and although John the evangelist does not specifically tell of the baptism itself, he does tell how the John the baptizer testified about the Holy Spirit descending like a dove on Jesus. So, directly or indirectly, all of the Gospels and the book of Acts, they tell us about John baptizing Jesus. Again, Scripture supports Scripture. Now, during the season of epiphany we are in right now, we consider the things that God showed to his people. And it's not hard to figure out that God wants us to see in today's gospel. This is what he wants us to notice. That is that the heavens, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Now that should get your attention. It's not every day that God opens up the sky and proclaims something to us. It is not every day that the Holy Spirit takes on the form of a dove and flies down to rest on someone. In fact, it would be safe to say that this is the only time that all of these things happen together in the entire history of the world. So let's think about it for a minute. The gospel, and today's gospel, tells us that the crowds, they were wondering if John is the Christ. They were ready. They all knew of the prophecies and that the prophecies would come true and that all that's left is for the Christ to come, to actually show up. And John is out there by the Jordan saying, no, I'm not him, but he is coming. Prepare the way for the Lord. And then one day Jesus steps down into the Jordan, and he tells John, baptize me. And after the baptism, 
The sky opens up, the Holy Spirit comes down, and there is a voice. Now that's an epiphany. That's a ta-da moment. Now the wonderful thing about this epiphany is that we get to see our Lord and Savior beginning his public ministry as he battles to take back what was rightfully his. Now you see, God created all things, and therefore all things belong to him. And when, we, when he created humanity, this is what he said. He said in Genesis 1:28, he says, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. With these words, God established humanity as the stewards over all of creation. He established Adam and Eve as the Lord and the Lady of all that they surveyed. And everything was perfect. And then, that old devil he spoke in the voice of a serpent and he asked, did God really say? God had given everything except the fruit of just one tree to Adam and Eve. And yet Satan convinced Eve that God had something that he was holding back from her. And that God did not have their best interest at heart. And Satan leveraged that seed of doubt until both Adam and Eve lost confidence in God and they ate of that fruit. And on that day, the universe changed forever. The relationship between God and man was closed the relationship between man and woman was closed, damaged. A wave of sin swept through the entire universe just as a large tidal wave sweeps over an island. Mankind, mankind had flipped the keys of the kingdom over to the devil. And from that time forward, our enemy... And the allies of our enemy have had their way with us. As we say in the order of baptism, the word of God teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. And we would be lost forever unless we were delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. Now at Christmas, we celebrated God's action to infiltrate this world and to take it back. He entered this world as a baby, as one of us, and he stepped onto the battlefield as a baby in a manger, and then he grew up to be a man. And now, 
here at his baptism, God the Father proclaimed his attention to all who were there with John the baptizer at the Jordan. And we get all excited, we should, about this epiphany. We really should. Jesus is on the move. And the people who were there witnessed the inauguration of Christ's public ministry. The one for whom they have waited has arrived. In fact, you know, that was a time to strike up the band, break out the fireworks, and let's celebrate. But there are other eyes that see this epiphany. There are those who have dreaded this day. They, they remember the promise that God made back in Genesis, Genesis 3.15, where God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. The servants of the enemy also see this epiphany. They are the servants of the one who is in danger of getting his head crushed. For these servants, it is time to go on full red alert. The Christ is about to start his offensive. Now, although we do not read the account of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness until Lent, that temptation actually takes place right after Jesus' baptism. For we know the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to do battle with the enemy, and the devil wasted no time in hitting Jesus with every resource at his disposal. The Holy Spirit inspired the writer to the Hebrews to say that Jesus is the one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. This teaches us that Jesus endured every temptation that the devil and all his allies have ever used against any person in any place at any time. The devil put out, well, he pulled out all the stops because he knew that if he can get Jesus to sin just once, that the plan of salvation will lie in ruins. Yet this sentence from Hebrews tells us that although Jesus was tempted as we are, he was different than us and that he did not sin. This meant that Jesus' baptism was the opposite of our baptism. We enter the waters of baptism covered in sin, and we leave those waters covered in God's righteousness. Now Jesus entered the water covered in righteousness, and he left the water covered in sin, our sin. And Jesus began to carry the burden of our sin at his baptism. And as we pray in the order of baptism, through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted 
all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. Now, as Jesus went down into the water, he was the only holy man on earth. And as he came up from the water, he was the greatest sinner on all of the earth. But not with his own sin, but with every sin of every man, woman, and child who has lived or who will ever live. Jesus carried it all, and is all to him we owe. Now, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, they acknowledged the sacrifice Jesus made as he took our sin unto himself, and he clothed us in his righteousness. And when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, we know that the heavens were open and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And Christ's mission to open heaven is the will and the work of the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit puts in a rare appearance in physical form. It's like a dove. And the Father declares his pleasure with the Son. And while Jesus is the member of the Trinity who became flesh and died on the cross, we see in this reading that all three members of the Trinity are actively involved in opening the way to heaven. Jesus was a marked man after his baptism. He was marked as a target of Satan's temptation. He was also marked as a target of God's wrath. He was marked as the one who would open heaven for all believers. And Jesus endured the full fire of Satan's temptation. He endured not only the temptation in the wilderness, but Satan never really let up. He never stopped tempting Jesus. He even tempted him through his friends and followers. Jesus endured these temptations as we never will. Jesus' perfect perseverance under Satan's fiery temptation was part of the mission to open heaven up for us. And in spite of the fact that Jesus never sinned, he also was the target of God's wrath. A wrath that was so severe that Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus suffered the original baptism of fire in our place. He fulfilled John's prophecy of baptism by fire in order to open up heaven for you and for me. And Jesus blazed a trail through death that leads to life. He conquered death and he rose from the dead. And through his triumph, the way to heaven is open. 
And here at his baptism, Jesus took our place under the burden of our sin. And as our substitute, he carried out God's plan perfectly. The mission that Jesus began at his baptism, it was successful. He opened a way to heaven. He offers to join us to himself through baptism. And the Holy Spirit gives us the faith to receive that offer. God the Father adopts us. He adopts us all who believe into his family by that faith, that gift of the Holy Spirit. And so, when the time comes for us to leave this world, the heavens will indeed open. The angels will carry us home. And we will hear the Father say, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. please stand. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page three of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day rose again. He ascended into heaven, 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray to Almighty God, Heavenly Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Father, thank you for answering our prayers and modifying the coronavirus to be far less destructive to humankind. We continue to pray that you would eradicate this virus, but we're truly blessed that you have mutated it while strengthening our bodies to resist its harmful nature. We also thank you for moderating our weather to provide needed rain without the effects of widespread destruction. Thank you for the beautiful blanket of snow on surrounding mountains, clear air, and seasonal temperatures at our coastline. The beauty of your creative works provides us a needed respite from the fears that keep us isolated from others and hiding in our homes. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would continue to shine light upon the modern-day Pharisees and Sadducees of our elected representative leaders, illuminating the ignorance, selfishness, and hypocrisy in which they govern. Lord, they don't fear you or respect your precepts for peaceful lives and demonstrate arrogance as they sin boldly against you, each other, and our people. Their greed for power over others is unquenchable. Please, Holy Spirit, provide the citizens of our nation the wisdom and tenacity to hold such persons accountable, disbelieve their lies, and remove them from their leadership and representative roles. We also pray that you would guide us to remove anyone who sows fear and hatred between us, which leads to chaos and harm, as we observe these very traits daily around our nation. Father, we know we're sinful and wish that we were not. We've been taught to hate each other and not view each other as your divine creation as one family, one race. Satan is loose among us throughout the world and we seem powerless to fight back. Please help us turn away from the fear of disease, fear of each other, and from anyone, anywhere, who promotes lies, deceit, and evil, whether in government, education, entertainment, social media, or news media. Lord, we have been so blessed that like Israelites of the past, we've systematically removed your name, your precepts and commandments, the moral fabric of our nation from our national culture, including our courts, schools, and institutions. We give lip service to our faith. We teach our children the same self-centered disrespect and wonder why our country has lost its way. But according to your word in Holy Scripture, this is nothing new to mankind. We certainly deserve all of the turmoil, hate, and destruction we face as a nation. But Holy Father, you promise never to abandon us or stop loving us, no matter how far away we run from you. We know your promises are trustworthy, even though ours are not. Please forgive our ignorance and lack of faith. 
We still listen to Satan as when he spoke in your garden to Adam and Eve. We doubt you, especially when we make a mess of things, which is often, and then wonder where you are. Like it was in the beginning for us, we want to be like you when we should be like Jesus and not equate ourselves with you. Please, Holy Spirit, hear our groans and save us from ourselves. Holy Spirit, we know you are within us and point our eyes, hearts, and minds towards our Savior. Please strengthen our faith in our loving Father and replace our fears and anxiety with the peace and certainty of the Lord's love and grace. Holy Father, thank you for all of our children. Please guide us to protect them and teach them your ways and not the sinful ways of our past and present. Heal their minds from the isolation and school lockdowns that have been imposed upon them to their peril. At the same time, we pray that you would open the minds and hearts of our children to understand the lessons we intend to teach and the lessons contained in your Holy Scripture. Help us impart the, impart the fear, awe, and love of your divine, almighty nature, which, as you have taught us, is the first step towards wisdom. Help us endeavor to bring them to worship you in church where they belong. Holy Father, thank you for this wonderful congregation of believers in Christ and our pastor who leads us in the one true faith. Please keep us healthy in our minds and bodies and strong in our faith, especially as we face the trials of disease and uncertainty in our everyday lives. Regardless, thank you for the certainty of our future with you. Thank you for your King David reminding us in Psalm 23 that though we are today walking in the valley of the shadow of death, that you are with us, you do comfort us, and you save us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving us from our own sins against our Holy Father and one another. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. How about right where we're standing, you turn around and wave. <laughs> Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at 
all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. Sharing our faith, he lived among us to reveal your glory and love, that our darkness should give way to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. This is a gift that he gives to us from his work that was perfectly worked for us upon that cross. It is ironic that he came out of a tomb and at the doorway said, I have new life for you. But he did, and he does, and this is a foretaste of that feast that is to come. It is a means of grace, a means that rescues us from sin, death, and the devil. Thanks be to Jesus. The table is prepared, and you may come forward. If you'd like, please allow me to serve you where you sit if it's easier for you to do that. Come, the table is prepared.
Jesus paid it all, all to him we owe. He washed our sins away. And now we are white as snow. What an exchange. What amazing grace. May that comfort you and keep you in his joy. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Is love.